0: hello I'm Willie George I want to welcome you to the next edition of the faith roots podcast we're in a series called the spiritual man or the spiritual woman the spiritual purpose and anybody can become spiritual even teenagers can become spiritual people and this is found in the book of first Corinthians chapter 2 where God talks to us about the difference between a spiritual person and and a natural person. I want to go back just for a second and recap what does it mean to be a spiritual person. A spiritual person receives knowledge by spiritual means. A natural person can only receive knowledge by natural means. And Let's talk about those very quickly. The natural means would be sight, hearing, feeling, tasting, smelling— Most of our acquired knowledge comes through those five physical senses. Now Jesus hinted at this when he spoke to the Apostle Peter in Matthew chapter 16. And he said, Who am I? Who do you think I am? And Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. And he did not mean you didn't learn this from a person. What he meant was, you learned this through a spiritual means of communication. God's Word is more than audible sound. It is a spiritual flow from God's heart to our hearts. God gives us revelation knowledge. Jesus talks about two kinds of hearing. He uses this phrase a lot. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And we've said this many times that that if you have hearing ears, you hear whether you want to or not. Uh, The guy in the hotel room next to you who's snoring really loudly, boy, I had a guy do that one night to me. He was snoring so loud. I never will forget this. I was in South Bend, Indiana, and bless this guy's heart, he snored and snored and snored, and it was to the point I couldn't sleep. So we had room-to-room dialing in those days, and I just woke him up every so often. So he'd quit snoring. and I'd ring the phone and then hang up. And, and I know that sounds cruel, but there was no sense in this going on. And he would turn over and the snoring would stop for a couple of hours. And then he'd wake me up again. So I didn't choose to hear him. Had I had a choice? I, I, I would have chosen not to hear him and probably should have taken some earplugs of some kind. But here's the point. You have two sets of spiritual ears, or of ears, one set of natural ears, the other set of spiritual ears, and when you hear God's Word, you see things that come to you from the spiritual world, and lest you think that spiritual world is imaginary, let me just tell you this. That spiritual world created this natural world. God created everything in this physical realm and Jesus said in John 4 God is a spirit. So spiritual things come first and many of us are ignorant of spiritual things. We live our lives without any understanding of them. We occasionally we know something. We sense something on the inside. But uh, it's important to learn to develop that, and that's why you were given the Holy Spirit. Now, we talked about how that the children of Israel who fought their natural battles are examples for us to learn from, and we can learn spiritual things from the natural things that they did, and they had to go in, and they had to fight for the land of Canaan. God chose them to come out of Egypt. He separated them from the Egyptians. He rescued them because of his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were all saved. But many of them, most of them in fact, did not go in to take possession of the land that God wanted for them to have. There were only two people of the original generation that crossed the Red Sea who went into the land of Canaan, and those would be Joshua and Caleb. Now, the reason that they went in is because they were spiritual. They believed what God had said. They did not look at nor consider the circumstances that were lined up against them. So I want to read to you about how they made the cut, and it's found in the book of Numbers chapter 13. And what it tells us again, the blessings of God do not come without a fight. Numbers 13, verses 1 and 2, The Lord said to Moses, Send some of the men to explore the land of Canaan, and this is important, which I am giving to the Israelites. God said, I'm giving you this land. Now, God didn't just dump in their lap. They had to go fight for it, but the fight was an amazing thing, and I'm going to get into that in our next episode. But, but God said, I'm giving you this land. It's not, uh, you know, I'd like for you to have it, but those people probably won't let you have it. That isn't what God said. God said, I'm giving you this Uh, you're just going to have to evict these people who live there. There was no question in God's mind about their ownership of the land. For over 400 years, God had made promises to Abraham first, then to Isaac, and then to Jacob. He appeared to all three of them on a number of occasions, and He made them promises. I am giving you this land. Now, they were able to live there during their lifespan, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They did not get to possess and own all of that land, even though they had everything that they needed for use while they were there. God said, I am not giving you this land right now because the wickedness of the Amorites is not yet complete. In other words, God was going to dispossess the people who lived there because of their horrible lifestyle. And these are people who sacrificed their own children. They burned their children alive in order to get the graces of their gods. They committed every kind of sexual immorality you could think of. They were not good people. They had no morals. They weren't all bad. In the beginning, you can see that there was some goodness in many of them when Abraham was alive. But over the 400-year period from the time of Abraham to the time the children of Israel came in to possess the land, they really went downhill. They really disintegrated as a culture. And God said, okay, this is enough. And so God is going to give them this land. Now, The 12 spies who went in, one from each of the tribes of the children of Israel, were to look at the land and bring back a report of what kind of land they were getting. I mean, this would be important because the land was a land that flowed with milk and honey. We'll get into that later, but it was not the same from top to bottom and not the same from east to west. Some of the land was pasture and some of the land was farmland, and so... This was information they needed to know as to how they were going to divide this land. So the Bible says in Numbers 13, they went up and explored the land. They went up through the Negev, that's the very southern part of Israel, and they came to Hebron. And this is where Ahimon, Shishai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Now the reason that they are identified, three of these guys, they're not ordinary guys, they're giants. And not all of the people who lived in this land were giants. Many of them were. A minority of them were. But there were enough giants to be very, very intimidating. But if the whole of the land was full of giants, these spies could not have lasted 40 days wandering around. The giants would have immediately said, Hey, grab the little guys. They don't belong here. So these people were not all giants, but there were enough giants to make it very intimidating. And the Bible says as they came through the land, they reached the valley of Eshkol, and they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. And this must have been huge. And two of them carried it on a pole between them along with some pomegranates and figs. And at the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. Now, the conquering of this land was not really an option. It was their destiny you know they were able to live in the wilderness by the grace of god but the wilderness was no place to live the reason they were able to go to the wilderness and make it there even though god had to feed them supernaturally nobody wanted to live in the wilderness it was an empty place and so th- this shows me that that god's people were settled for way less than what they should settle for unless they learn to receive from him God always is more willing to give than you and I are to receive. Keep that in your thinking. God's better than you think He is. He's always more generous than you think He is. Now, the conquering men of the land was their destiny. Uh, The things that God puts in front of you, this challenge that God was putting to the children of Israel, was not just an option. It was the making of this nation It was what would make them great. Without this challenge, they would never be. Listen, God uses challenges to develop you. He uses these fights of faith to bring you along, to develop your character. It doesn't mean that he tempts you. He will be with you in every circumstance, but these fights are designed to bring you into the fullness of of what he has for you. Now, I love what one old... American pastor said years ago, and I've never forgotten it. He said, This we don't use our people to build our church. And a lot of you think that's what my pastor does. He uses us to build all that stuff. No, we don't use our people to build our church. We use our church to build our people. Do you know that the building of the kingdom of God, the things that we do, these are things that are good for us? These things bless us more then we bless others. I mean, there's great blessing in being used of God. When God uses anyone, He blesses us. He uses us. So this fight that's in front of you, it's your destiny. Don't back away from it. It's an amazing thing. Now, these fruits that they went after and and brought back the report of this is as far as we're going to get in this message cuz there's so much more in this but these fruits are highly symbolic and i i know you think well you, you make symbols out of anything but but if i were to say hot dogs turkey black eyed peas uh, you, you, you might or pumpkin pie you might think of holidays. Well, you would be right. Hot dogs are what we would commonly eat around the 4th of July. It's time for hot dogs. Uh, uh, the turkey would be uh, a Thanksgiving. Uh, the new black-eyed peas, for some of you who are a little older, maybe you're a baby boomer and you understand this, this is uh, what you would eat on New Year's Day. Uh, so these foods describe certain things, and they represent holidays. Well, these foods that they brought back, represented things that are much bigger than holidays. First of all, throughout the Scripture, grapes are used as symbols of blood and as symbols of redemption. Jesus used grape juice to symbolize the blood that He would shed to pay for our sins. And so this is what God was saying to the children of Israel with these grapes. He was saying, you will find your redemption, and not just your redemption. Think about this now. Our redemption. We want them to go in and possess that land because the salvation of the world depends on it. I don't understand why, but I can tell you this, that it was important that Christ die in Jerusalem. And he said that. He said, I cannot die outside of Jerusalem. I have to die there. And it was important that he go to a cross in Jerusalem. He could not die by stoning. He could not die by beheading. He could not die in any other way but by crucifixion, according to the prophets. And so Jesus' redemptive work was necessary to buy your salvation and mine. He paid for it all. And what God is saying to the children of Israel, you have to conquer this land because your Messiah will come here and shed his blood. The second fruit that they brought back was the pomegranate. Now, in Hebrew culture, the pomegranate is used as a symbol of worship. In fact, there was a carved pomegranate that was put on the head of the scepter of the high priest, and it symbolized worship, and that's what God was saying to these people. He was telling them that in this land you will learn to worship. And the children of Israel knew nothing about worship. We don't read a lot about people singing hymns, about praising God, about worshiping God, until Israel establishes the covenant. And really, most of this comes about during the lifetime of David. David was the one that God used to introduce amazing worship uh, to the children of Israel, and that's what God was saying. In this physical land, you will discover how I want to be worshiped. And finally, there were the figs. Now, in the Middle East, figs are like wheat to us in North America. Figs are considered the staff of life, and this is what God was saying through the fig. God was saying, this is where I'm going to meet your needs. I'm going to use this land as the stream through which I bless you. I will pour blessings on you through this land. And so the land of Canaan was given to the people so that God could bless them materially, financially, meet their needs, clothe their bodies, feed their children, provide them with shelter. All of this was important, and so what God did was he showed them through these highly symbolic fruits, this is your destiny. When you come here, you're going to find redemption, you're going to find worship, and you're going to find provision. Now those are three very, very important things. Now here's what I would say. Satan also knew this, and that's why he was determined to intimidate them to do everything in his power to keep them from taking that land, and the same thing holds true for us. Satan will do everything in the world to keep you from fulfilling your destiny. But greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. You have overcome the evil one with your faith. And if you will learn how to receive from God through revelation knowledge by listening to His Word and the promptings of the Holy Spirit and the revelation of the Holy Spirit that He brings to you, God will show you what you're to go after. God will show you what to pray for. You know, when you pray for just anything and everything, you don't always get it. But when you pray those anointed prayers where God is directing you, go after this, And I've had God do that with me many, many times. It is the thing that made me what I am. So God has the same thing for you. Well, it's all the time we have today. So I want to thank you and don't miss this next episode because we're going to get further into how we hear from God and receive from Him. Thank you.